Okay. Hi, I'm your host, Isaac Mack. Welcome to the MCC. Joining me today is Ms. Sarah Habib. Sarah is the branch manager of the Commonwealth Bank of Australia and leads one of the largest CBA sites in Sydney. Sarah has a Bachelor of Business and Commerce, majoring in management. She's also completed an advanced diploma in management and finance. She's got a great story to tell us. So Sarah, welcome and thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Isaac. Um, firstly, I've got to ask you something. Um, I uh, had, sure, a, had a bit of a stalk on your Facebook the other day and I saw yeah. that you posted a, um, <laughs> a, a two minute uh, video of you bungee jumping. Um, yes. Tell me oh how, how was that and yeah. what, what possessed you, or, sorry, what inspired you to do something like that? It was a few yeah. years ago, yeah? Yeah, it was a few years ago. Actually, it was back in 2013 when I um, oh. went over to um, Queenstown in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love, I love adventures like that. So I've, I enjoy that. I actually went there um, wanting to do bungee. I was doing the swing. I don't know if you've heard about the 175 meters um, between two mountains, a swing. So it's basically a big swing. Yeah. Um, they, they hold you at the top and then they let the swing go and then you just kind of go from one mountain to the other. I did that and my friends did bungee. Yeah, and I'm like, no, I cannot do bungee. And it was two days just before I left Queenstown. I said, um, I, I can't leave Queenstown without doing bungee. So <laughs> it's pretty popular there. People go yeah. there to do that. Is it, um, is it one of I the said, highest okay, in no, the world? I've got to go do it. Is it one of the highest in the it's world? It's one of the highest, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. I, I believe so. I think there's one in, um, I'm not sure if it's in Japan or Dubai, which yep. is from a very, very tall building. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure how many meters that is, but the one in Queenstown, th there's three different ones. So yep. I actually did the largest there, so, which was about 140 meters. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, um, yeah, yeah. I've got to say um, though, the swing set is worse. The, the, you know, actually, once I did the bungee, yeah. I found out that the swing was a lot more scarier. Yeah, that sounds... A lot more scarier, yeah. Yeah, a lot more scarier. But yeah. um, I've done I've done skydiving as well, so yeah. um, I really enjoy things like that. Um, skydiving is pretty awesome. Um, it's like a refresh button that you press and you just, you just get it done and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so it's... Pretty good. If you're afraid of heights, uh, <laughs> it's an instant cure, you reckon? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, right. Sorry? I said, is it, is it an instant yeah. cure for uh, fear of heights, do you think? Um, I don't know how you, if, if you say that, you mean cure like you would, you would, you mean feel better about um, heights? Is that yeah. what you mean? Yeah. Once you do that? Yeah. I don't know. It depends on the person. Yeah. Um, could be, could end up being I don't know if you want to challenge yourself. <laughs> exactly. It could be worse. So I don't know if you want to put yourself <laughs> in that position. You don't want to have a heart attack while you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> no. um, so you are someone that I suppose looks for these. Do you do this? Not on regular, but you do like finding these thrill seeking things and maybe getting out. Is it because it gets you out of your comfort zone or why do, why do you do it? It does. Um, it makes me feel accomplished. So um, I know, yeah, I, I know a lot of people out there um, would not 
risk their lives to do that. You know, I, I didn't tell my family um, <laughs> when I went and did it. I came back, I came back with a video and I put it on and, and my parents were just like, how can you do this? How can you do this without telling us? And, yeah. and it's all these doubts, right? Um, doubts that you have in your mind and once you do it, you, just, yeah. you feel good about it. You, you know, you feel accomplished. Yeah. Like a release of all that. And, Correct. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, I, it's hard to get, sometimes get, get your head around that. I, I come from an engineering background before my days in, you know, business mm. and sales and uh, in engineers, yeah, you, yeah. you're taught to actually find problems in these things. So I think uh, my fellow engineers out there would probably struggle with it the most. <laughs> they would, especially if you're looking for problems, what could go wrong, right? <laughs> what could go wrong? It, it's, yeah, it's hard. You just got to go for it, go for it, get it done. And then you get to see how it feels. So do you have another, like, what's next? Do you have something else you'd love to do once this whole COVID thing blows over? Blows over? Um, I don't, I, you know, I haven't done paragliding. That's something that I'd like yeah. to do in um, maybe Austria, um, yeah, nice. you know, with all that landscape, um, yeah. whether, whether it is Switzerland or Austria. Um, you know, doing the bridge climb, you know, the Harbour Bridge climb, that doesn't really excite me, but that's something I could do um, mm. here, you know, even even now, um, before it's too bad with COVID. But, um, yeah, definitely paragliding um, over over Austria. Yeah, over in Austria, that would be good. I love it. Yeah. Um, so take us through your journey. I know you're not born in Australia, right? You're born in Iraq like myself? Correct, yes. Yeah. And what, what, take us through your journey. So when, how old were you? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I um, was born in Iraq, Mosul. So um, we, um, we lived and in you're... Mosul for a few years then. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, then we moved to um, obviously to our village, which is um, to Lispov. Okay. Um, that's where both of my parents are. Um, and um, I left um Iraq when I was about um you know in year in year five so going to year six okay um so that's about um yeah about 11 years old um 11 to 12 years and um what we did we migrated to Turkey um we stayed in Turkey for three years and a half um obviously there was no school there so I missed three years and a half of of school um we were all kind of um working you know you know we we needed to work um to survive you know you know the drill you know we both come from from a country where it's been in war for about 45 years so leaving that place you know migrating for a better place um it was pretty a struggle um you know i I don't have good memories um looking back um but you know looking back now um i do realize the person i am and I wouldn't, I wouldn't take back those memories, you know, um, because of those memories, because of those experiences, it made a, a more of a re- resilient person. But yeah, stayed there for um, three years and a half and we finally got um, our sponsorship accepted um, through my father's cousin to come to Australia. Yep. And that was back in 2003. Okay. Um, so just kind of, I think, turning, um, turning 15, 15, 16, um and yeah so spent two years in 
learning English. So um, obviously I couldn't speak English before. Um, right. And then once we did that, um, we, I, I went into um, year 11. So I think I did six months of year 10 and then yeah. went into year 11. Um, so yeah, so I graduated high school um, here in Australia, um, but altogether it was about five years with no school. So it was pretty difficult. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I didn't get to do all the, um, you know, fancy subjects, um, you know, like biology or chemistry or advanced math. I just, I just couldn't, I, I wasn't in the, in the right, um, in the right mindset. Right. So, um, I, I did all the easy ones. So it was like ESL English, general maths, business studies. So nothing, nothing fancy. Yeah. Um, yeah, really disappointing. Wasn't, wasn't able to get the ATA, ATA that I wanted. Um, I really wanted to go to university, you know, both of my brothers and sisters were kind of gone straight into work and, um, mm. wanted to be the one in the family to do that, to, to make my parents proud, obviously, you know, bringing us to Australia. Yeah. But, um, I, I, that's where I, um, went to Tate, um, you know, kind of, um, graduate from my advanced diploma. Yep. Then went into university. So um, that was a pretty good experience. I think university was um, the, envir the environment where I got out of my comfort zone, yeah. um, where I kind of spread my wings. Um, I didn't spend a lot of time around people from my community. So I learned a lot more in terms of the language and the culture. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, while I was studying at the university, I worked at Woolworths. Um, so five years at, at Woolworths um, as a part-timer, you, you which you was good. It gave me, sorry. You learn yes, a lot. Yes, you do. You do, actually. Um, it was my first job in Australia. So, yeah, right. sorry. I was saying I did the same when I was in university. I worked in Woolworths for two years. You do, oh. learn, you, do know, you do learn a fair bit about good systems and, you know, how, how a company operates. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's it's a safe job, right? Um, it, it's a safe job and it's, it's rostered. So yeah. um, you get to take time off if you needed to study for your subjects or for your exams. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's very flexible, very flexible for, for um, uni students. Yeah. Yeah. And um, come up to five years, obviously at Woolworths. So I studied while I was at high school as well. Um, my dad always wanted me to be a teacher. Okay. <laughs> um, I wasn't, I wasn't going towards that. Um, yeah, there's a bit of a teacher in a, in a manager, which is good. Yeah, so, but, um, it was just, um, after, after I graduated, my dad said, why don't you try a bank? Um, yeah. And I, I went in for my first interview. I, I didn't get through. Mm. Um, the second time I applied, I actually got through as a teller. So that's where I, where I kind of started in the bank. Mm. Um, you know, you needed simple customer service skills back then, yeah. um, for, a, for a teller's job. Um, and I had that from my previous job, which was good. So it set me up for it. Okay. Yeah. And, um, now coming up to 10 years, so my long service leave at the, at the Commonwealth Bank, which is good, exciting. I get three wow. months long service leave paid, which is good. Yeah. Um, okay. and yeah, I've been doing, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just saying it's good. It's good work. Yeah, thank you. And um, yeah, I, um, I'm, I've been in the leadership role for the last five years in the Commonwealth Bank. 
Um, and I've, you know, managed quite a few branches um, in, in, the, in the Sydney region. Yeah, which is, it's been good. You know, it's been a really great journey. Yeah. Look, um, I mean, listen to your story. It reminds me of, uh, you know, I suppose a lot of um, people within our culture who are born here, you know, sometimes uh, I'll be the one to say it. They don't know how good they've got it. Um, because, I mean, listening to you missing five years of schooling, not many people go through stuff like that. I ha I've got relatives that, you know, are very well established engineers, uh, you know, profession professionals in back in Iraq. And they came here and they had to go back to uni because the, even their, their amazing, uh, I suppose, achievements weren't even recognised, neither was, was their education. So it's like going back and really starting from scratch. You know, a lot of us, a lot of people had to do that. Um, so, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a good reminder to be grateful for, you know, the, I suppose, the privilege we have in this country, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It, it definitely um, goes to teach you how to be grateful, um, yeah. you know, because I know the the journey that i've had here in australia you know i, I would have not definitely had overseas in in, yeah. in these current environments right yeah. and it just goes to show me that i need to make the most out of it and you're right um you know people like us we do go through a lot to be where we are mm. um and and it's all it's all part of how it builds your resiliency as a person absolutely i mean a lot of times uh, people do ask me Personally, you know, do you have mentors? And I've had mentors all throughout my life. Yeah. Uh, and, they, and sometimes I get asked, you know, where do you get strength from? And a lot of the strength I, I draw from is, you know, my father, my grandfather, people within my family that went through, yeah. some, you know, and even faced some horrific situations. And I look at them now and they're successful what they do. Um, they don't have any, uh, I suppose, victim mentality. You know, they're getting on with life and they're actually doing really well. And if you spoke to them from an outsider looking in, you never know they've been through struggles, you know, because they actually, yeah. they, they still live in the moment. So that's a lot of times where I get a lot of my, you know, inspiration from. Um, so you've been in a leadership role now for five years. Is that, is that something that you wanted to do? Like, is it, did you see yourself when you were younger um, being a leader? Yeah. Um, funny you say that because of um, when, when I, when I became a branch manager in the bank, um, you know, people that I knew always kind of related back to that and said, wow, we, we, we get to see why you're in that role because of all the things that you, you've been. Like my auntie, my auntie used to say, you used to grab all the kids when you were young, you know, in the neighborhood, oh, grab nice. all the kids back in Iraq and, you know, play, organize. She goes, you always did that from when you were five years old, you know, six years old, 10 years old. She goes, we get to see why you're in that, in that leadership role. Um, and, and she was right as a person, you know, it, it's funny because you don't remember these things, right? Um, it's funny because I've, I've always been in like church committees, um, uni yeah. committee, university committees, and I've always wanted to be part of that, yeah. um, you know, leading a group, um, influencing people. But um, with me, I never struggled with what I wanted to do. I know a lot of people out there um, takes them a very long time to decide um, what they want to be or what they want to do. And, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? But with me, I've always always knowing what I wanted to do. I'm not sure if it's, um, you know, to do with um, my dad. My dad comes from a management background as well. So um, I'm not sure if I get it from him, but I've, I've always known what I wanted to do. So 
from graduating from high school, um, getting into uni and, and obviously getting into the workforce as well. I've always, yeah, knowing yeah, what right. I wanted to do. And I guess um, it's, it's all about how that makes me feel um, as, a, as a person um, mm. in that role, uh, in the leadership role. Um, does that give me, you know, personal satisfaction? Definitely, you know, um, if I am part of someone who has grown as a person, um, have become something in their life or in their life or, you know, added value to their journey, that makes me, you know, feel, um, feel good as a human being. Yeah, yeah. I can relate to that. So I like uh, the fact that you use the word leader a lot rather than a boss or a manager. Um, yeah. What What do you What would you say? Um, I suppose the difference between a boss or a manager versus a leader. Yeah. Look, definitely. Um, I, I do use that a lot because I'd like to think that I'm. Um, I, I've. I've. My journey has. You know, I'd like to think that my journey has been about leadership, not managing people. Yeah. Um. You know, if, if I want to lead. Um to lead a business, grow a business and um, grow the people within as well. A mm. manager um, might not, might not see right? um, I said more about managing um, day-to-day, managing um, the business in terms of um, process um, rather than dealing with people. So um, one of the, one of the examples is um, for example, um, you know, delegation. So right. where there's certain tasks that need to be done in the business, as a manager, you might just get that done or tell someone to get it done. As a, as a leader, it's all about how can I use that tool to grow people? How can yeah. I lead them in the right direction? You know, you always have a vision as a leader. Where do you want to get to? Um, and how do you also incorporate your team? So the people that you're leading, they have their own vision as well. How do you incorporate their vision within your vision? Yeah. to be able to um, reach that goal. Yeah, that's how I see as a leader is. A leader um, influences the person, um, mm. whether it is personally or at work. Yeah. Um, you know, for example, some people might not have um, confidence. How, how, as a leader, how can you help that person grow that confidence within them? And, and it's something you would notice not just at work, Um, It might be something even outside work, right? There's other factors that play. Um, And with leadership, you you get to find out what's under that iceberg, right? Um, What's what's playing out um, that makes that person feel that way? Rather than a manager, it's all about processes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, You hear the word uh, micromanagement used, and I didn't know what that meant uh, until I was micromanaged, you know? It was not a good, not a good experience, you know. And uh, it taught me when I became, when I got into leadership roles, never to do that, um, because that that comes from a position of lack of trust, you know, from your staff and and uh, and the opposite of empowering people. It's just a, it's it's just uh, managing and and not not having an expectation that people will actually do the right thing or rise to the occasion, um, you know. So yeah, uh, you're, you're spot on in terms of. Um, I suppose, how to lead people. Um, I was going to ask you, uh, I suppose you get, one thing is I hear a lot of times people talk about IQ, you know, people get hung up on, you know, your IQ, how's your IQ and all that sort of stuff. But what I'm liking hearing is people are now more talking about EQ, which is emotional intelligence. Um, 
I, I believe that's a big thing in uh, in a leadership role. Uh, would you agree? Yeah. Look, definitely. Um, you're right. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, for so long, IQ was was something so big, right? In in leadership. Um, but you're not really you're dealing you're dealing with human beings. Yeah. Um, IQ is one thing to an extent, but um, emotional intelligence is on a different scale. Yeah. Um, uh, as a leader, right? I say again, as a leader, not as a manager. Yeah. Um, you know, for you to be able to influence and and drive people um, and, and know what drives them is mm. you really need to understand. Um, how to lead them and and it's all about emotional intelligence is all about you know one is um you're being self-aware of your own emotions okay. right because that can play a big part on your people right. um and second um the emotions of others right and and once once you understand that and identify certain emotions it's then about um, managing them how, how do i manage them and how do i base my decisions on logic and not just how i feel and how that person feels because um, it can it can it can have a big impact at the end of the day in the long run on the team morale, but oh. also on the business. Um, and and another thing is empathy, right? These days, um, when you know when you hear that people qu quit their jobs, right? Yeah. Um, they don't quit the company; they quit because of people. how, yeah, people work for people, yeah. right? People work for people, and empathy is very big. And what's important is you don't confuse. Um, sympathy for empathy uh, sorry empathy for sympathy yeah. right um sympathy is one thing um and empathy is another thing so how can you differentiate between two, the two and how can you manage it as well yeah. um and then yeah and and social social skills right at the back of that yeah how you create your relationships after you identify and understand um certain emotions um because said again it's what's lying under that iceberg right um yeah. and, and if you just base your decisions and how you um react to certain situations based on your emotions it, it, it might not result in a in a good outcome for yeah. you and for your people as well yeah. yeah so a lot of from what you're saying emotional intelligence is a lot about um understanding basically how your actions your processes your behavior uh, emotionally I suppose affects people and understanding how um, you know to tap into those emotions to get the best out of them as well is that a fair I suppose summary? yeah 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 definitely um, like um, as a as a as a leader how you react in the emotions yep. um, you know you don't want to be known as someone who has mood swings, right? As a leader comes in for different moods in a day. How do you think yeah. your, your people would feel about that? Yeah. Um, and, you know, how that impacts on others. Yeah. yeah. And um, identifying these warning signs, right? Identify, being able to identify them, understand them. Yeah. Um, so recognizing them and then being able to, you know, tap into that and, and, and look at, okay, how can I? now in control of my own emotions mm. and in control of, of um, other people's emotions as well. So then I guess what this is why um, there is so much information and I suppose help, you know, the self-development industry, there's so many books now. Um, there's, there's a lot of 
there's a lot of stuff. I, I've said it on a few interviews. I think uh, it some for some and for a lot of people, it's quite confusing because there's so much information out there. But there's some great people that um, I know. You're a fan of Simon Sinek, for example. There's some. There's a lot of and as a as am I. He's brilliant in terms of what he talks about leadership, how to be a true leader. Um, but there is uh, there is like I said, there's a lot out there uh, for people. But I think that's why there's such an emphasis now on finding that good balance in life because uh, rather than actually a lot of information being on how to manage people and how to get the best out of them. It's more about how to actually manage yourself, isn't it? And, uh, and find that good balance within yourself because that's when you're most effective. Yeah, yeah no, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, like I said, you've got you to start with yourself first, right? Mm -hmm. um, understand how you are as a person, um, what's important to you, yeah. right? What are your values? Um, what matters to you um, and, and what's your purpose and what, what do you want to achieve at the end of the day, right? It, it's, it's all about that. And um, if you don't understand your own emotions, um, you know, coming to work and, you know, being frustrated or angry and showing that to, to your team, how would that play out? Yeah. How do you think that will reflect on them? And how would that reflect back on the customers, the community that we're, we're in, right? Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, again, as a leader, um, you're a human, right? Uh, being able to also share a bit of that vulnerability with your team. Mm. Um, not a bad thing. Being aware. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. Um, people actually respect you more for that because um, it's not about the position. They get to see that you're a human too. So they get to trust you and open up a lot more. And um, you, you'll get the most out of him, you know, um, you'll be able to know what drives them. You, you'll be able to um, understand what's playing out and how you can actually help them, you know, through that journey. Very good. Well, um, I haven't shared too much, but I come from a background in management and, you know, leadership. Um, how, and I'd be interested to know this about you. How do you stop yourself from getting burnt out? Because uh, I know when you're in a leadership role, a lot of the time you're giving, you're, you're constantly giving, meaning, you know, you're giving advice, you're managing all that stuff. You, you're generally giving of yourself consistently. And that can, that can become draining after a while if you're not putting back good things within yourself. And uh, I, I've learned from both being a, someone that didn't manage himself well and did get burnt out to someone that had uh, great health and a great balance. Um, I'd be interested to know how you find how you've actually managed to look after yourself and have you ever experienced those situations where you did feel like, Hey, you know what? I'm, I feel like I'm burning out and not taking care of myself. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you. You know, as a, as a leader, um, it can get lonely sometimes. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, you're not, you're not a machine. Um, yeah. Again, you're, you're a human being. And um, again, as a leader, I, I, I don't know all the answers, yeah. So I learn as I go as well. And, and you're right. I, I have been, um, you know, I've been in, in situations where for a very long time, I didn't know how to look after myself. I didn't know how mm -hmm. to balance between work um, and, and my own life. Right. I used to do 14 hour shifts. Um, but if I, if I knew how to balance, I would have been still able to get the same results. Does that make sense? Because um, as a leader, if, if you can't, yeah, if you can't be effective in a certain period of time, you're not going to be in a longer, in a longer period of time. It's all about managing that time. 
Um, but, you know, I, I learned that during, you know, um, when, when I become, became first as a leader, you know, you, you want to succeed, you want to do great things. You think that, you know, um, burning yourself will really get the most out of you. I mean, the best of you. Um, so that, that, you know, um, I kind of realized coming back home, um, looking at how my parents would see me and how would how what picture that paints to them as well. Um, that was a that was a, a very a light a light moment for me, and um, and my role is not not about that, right? I need to ensure that I set the right example. A great example of that is during COVID, actually, um, Isaac. Um, so during COVID as a leader, you want to make sure that you, you're there for your people. So you, you put your people first. So, um, and during COVID, I, I live with my parents, both of my parents are the, over, over the age of um, 70. Yeah. So they're in that risk, risk yeah. um, age, right? Um, so I've got that on my mind that I've got my team as well, because I want my team to be able to be um, feeling safe coming to work. You know, they're sharing um, how, how they're feeling with me, um, their anxiety, yeah. Um, you know, about the unknown, you know, in terms of what's happening. I'm talking about the first wave. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you kind of tend to listen to them, listen to your friends, because another colleague will pick up the phone and say, this is what I'm feeling. Yeah. And you've got your friends and you've got your family. So you've got all that burden on your shoulder. Mm. And you start actually burning out. So you tend, your immune system goes down. You start getting sick. So I started getting sick. I started getting cold sores, you know, um, and and I'm like, I just said, no, I said I'm not okay. Yeah, I said to myself, I'm actually not okay. Yeah. Um, you know, and and this. Sorry, you just cut out there. First, I should put my own oxygen. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yep. Yep. Perfect. Yep. So. I said to myself, I actually need to first put my own oxygen mask on before yeah. I go to assist others. Good. And that just got reminded me, you know, every time I go on a plane, I hear that, yeah. right? Don't um, help someone else help yourself before you help someone else. Good. And that was so true. Mm. You know, it, it is so true. And um, so what did you another do? Thing, did you, uh, did you um, yeah. I suppose. So, more spiritually did you do physical work like exercise yeah um yeah no um I, I knew i needed to do something before it got to covid right so gym was my gym was my go to my okay. go to place right as soon as i come back from work i go to the gym for 45 minutes that's that's where i switch off oh. um but during covid you still feel that emotions mm -hmm. um so one of the things actually i I reached out to to my friends, so and we reached out to the to one of the priests in our church, and we actually tried to organize Bible studies. Mm. Um, and this was my my time where I could switch off, but also grow my faith yeah, yeah. Um, on how to deal with it myself first. Mm. Um, and it turned out really good. You know, we would just open the Bible, whatever topic came up, um, we would we would talk and um, it felt so good. And we got to do something that we never got to do before COVID in our busy yeah. lives. Um, it, it makes you feel like great. You've, you've put in that time aside um, to do something good for yourself that will make you more strong for your own people 
family and your friends. So definitely a meditation one was one of them as well, um, Isaac. Um, ensuring that you know, I, I didn't do, I didn't meditate every day, but I ensured I, I, I did that. You know, once a week to be able to just um, reflect back on you know, what I'm feeling. Um, I need to slow down um, mm. and and not switch off from media as well. You know, switching off from media was Amen. a big part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely switching off from the media. Yeah, um, I've got an Apple Watch, so anything that comes through my phone, it would come to my to my watch. And you know, every time there was a case, it would come up, and you're like, "No, nah, I need I need to switch off from this." Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, yeah the, I'm a, I'm a big advocate for that. Just not not even uh, I suppose playing the media at all. Like uh, even even watching the news and all that stuff. It, all it does is it just it creates a negative vibration within yourself anyway, and uh, yeah. you start to focus on all those horrible things in the world rather than actually uh being the best you can be you do, focusing on what good you can actually do to your community and within yourself it's uh, i don't know Correct. an old mentor of mine said to me once uh don't watch the news uh and i said really and he said yeah he said look if it gets bad enough they'll call you i'll go it's true <laughs> said, right, that's right. true you would know about it right if there's something that you it's need to true. know you'll, you'll hear about it. i said okay all right done yeah. and that was it that's all I need. Or, or not, not let it consume you as well, right? So um, even though if, if you get to just kind of watch and, and see what's happening, it might, it might not. It's, it's what they, what they paint for us, right? Yeah. Um, but how do you allow that to impact your life and how much of it consumes you? Definitely. Um, yeah, look, you've touched on some really good things, uh, especially about balance. Um, for people out there, and I love what you said about Bible studies as well, because that's something when I spoke to our Archbishop about, um, I had actually some, some questions for him from the youth that people, you know, were confused or just wanted to ask him. And he did encourage people just to connect with the church more, uh, as well as even get into more Bible studies, because uh, he, he said himself, even the Bible itself can be quite confusing because a lot of those scriptures were written in a time where, you know, uh, the language is very different and when you translate it, it can be a bit confusing. So tapping into, uh, you know, Bible studies, I think helps you, uh, not just, uh, I suppose, connect with your faith, but come to a better understanding of what it actually means. Yeah. Um, yeah. if there's, if there's some young people out there right now that, um, I suppose are wanting to get in the workforce or even through this COVID period, um, have been retrenched and are looking for something to do, um, you know, when you've probably been in a position where you've hired a lot of people and maybe even let people go. Um, what would you say are some of the qualities that someone needs to have, like your ideal person in, in a place? What, what kind of qualities do they need to have? Aside from talent, what kind of, uh, um, I suppose, attitudes and attributes uh, do people need to adopt? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, look, um, definitely definitely having a positive attitude. Mm. Um, something that we always look, in, um, look at is um, how you can self-motivate. Um, yeah. I mean, you can provide clarity, you can provide ability, um, you, you, can, you can teach that, right? Um, yeah. But you can't teach purpose and motivation, yeah? Mm. And um, a lot, a, a lot, um, a lot to do with the young people these days is um, they they don't understand the purpose behind what they what they need to do. 
Um, if what you, you if if you go for a job and you don't, so what I mean by that is if you if you're in a, if you get into a workforce and you don't love you don't enjoy what you're doing, mm. you, you need to stop doing that and and look for something that helps you understand first um, what what lights up a fire within yourself. What would um, what would make you give the best of yourself, but also help others to do the same. Okay. So if I have to work every day um, and, and I'm not happy, I feel depressed, I'm not happy what I'm doing, I can't find purpose, and, but I'm still going to work every day, what's that doing to me and what, what is it doing to the people around me? Um, what environment am I creating for myself? Um, it can be a little bit difficult during these situations. Sorry? I mean, I, I'm, I can be... I can be uh, labelled a bit harsh at times, but that that I said it's it's like yeah. a slow death if you're just yeah turning yeah. up something that you hate. Yeah, and and just imagine how your team would feel, how, how what kind of pictures that painting to to the to your customers. Obviously, depending what type of role you're doing, but is this the life you want to live? And um, if you have no purpose in what you're doing, I mean. It just depends why you're going to work. Some people go to work for a paycheck. Yeah. Some people go to work to pay the bills. You know, um, they, they want to be part of um, that workforce. They don't want to be at home. And some people just go to work because they love what they're doing. And mm. you want to be one of those people, right, that enjoys what they're doing. You're not going to, um, it's not going to be like winning a lotto every day. No, you have your ups and downs. Um, mm. As a leader, I, I don't have great days every day right i've got some bad days and yeah. it's about how i manage those days and what opportunities do i see um coming out of it but you know during during covid um you you need to take um you need to make the most out of every opportunity in the meantime that comes out right um we need to appreciate the environment we're in um mm. i mean the government is helping us right but um, what am I doing as a person? And like you said, um, if, 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 I, if the government is helping me, the time that I have at the moment and I'm, I'm not at work, mm. how am I being useful to my own community? Good. You start with home first before you start with your community, right? You start at home. Um, like Mother Teresa says, start at your own house before you venture out to do anything else with other people but um what, what are you doing yeah what are you doing with your life and it, and i was like it all depends it all depends on um what you value and how you look at life mm. so you look for a positive attitude someone is self-motivated um, yeah. and uh if someone isn't very positive right now i mean i'd like to you know chime in here and just say hey if you are getting offered a job in this climate uh, then maybe be very grateful for that opportunity and make the absolute most out of it. Yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of times, uh, I've read about people that went through the Great Depression, World Wars, and you know all these things, yeah. and there was and there were some majorly successful people that came out of that because yeah. when when they got when they got the opportunity, even if it was the smallest job, they made they they treated that job like it was everything, and as a result, yeah. so many other good things happened because they, they behave in a way that someone would if there was their own business. Yeah. Um, what you make of it at that time. Yeah. It's what you make of it at that time will define you as a person. Yeah, oh, very good. 
Um, you, so you touched on before that you've had you know some bad days here and there. Have you had times where you've experienced some, I suppose, setbacks or failure? And um, yeah, I mean, how how did that groom you? I, I know from what you said before, missing five years of schooling—that's a big deal. Mm. Um, was that was that one of the things that you can recall as a time of failure, or was the other things that you were trying to do and didn't actually get to where you wanted to be? Yeah, look, um, definitely at that time when when things happened at a certain situation at that time, like I said, I, I got to develop my self awareness as I grew as a person yeah. and as a leader as well. Um, you don't, you're not born perfect, right? So you don't, you're not born um, getting to understand everything and why they're happening and um, looking at things positively. Yeah. But um, definitely missing five years of school, I saw that as a failure, right? Because I could not articulate um, articulate myself, you know, whether it is in terms of when I needed to do schoolwork or uni work, um, there was always... Um, I was always kind of not um, in a group where um, people scored high distinctions or distinctions, you know, because I just couldn't articulate. It was just the language, right? Um, it held me back. Um, and, you know, you know, going to school and, and not being at the same level as other people, right? Um, even getting into the workforce, you know, how quick, how quick I got to be a manager, um, the time frame, I, I, you know, I set myself, to, you know, I needed to be a manager for, in two years, right? Um, it doesn't work like that. It, it, it doesn't, you know, um, you just got to let, allow yourself to do um, the right, to take the right steps, you know, have the allow right behaviors. Correct. Allow yourself to grow, grow, allow yourself to learn, right? You can't, you can't say, um, I'm going to learn to play a piano in two weeks. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it just doesn't work. I, you might kind of learn the foundations, but you're not going to be, um, you know, you're not going to start playing songs and, um, you know, yeah. But um, th that was one of of the things you miss. Um, when you're young, you're you're impatient, so you want things right there and then. And yes, I started in the bank, and I had people who started with me who became branch managers earlier than I did. And, and I saw that as a failure and, and I started doubting my abilities. I'm not good enough. Um, I can't do this. I'll never be as good as they are or um, they're going to move quicker in life. But now when I look back, I laugh because I laugh at the energy, the time and the emotions I actually wasted feeling that. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, because you get to see like, why? Then you start thinking, who, are, who am I as a person? Who have I influenced? And what kind of leader have I become um, in a longer period of time rather than in a short period, of, short period of time? Because the more experiences you go through, the more you grow as a person, the more resiliency you have. And yeah. uh, you learn lessons in life and you'll be able to handle things differently, right? And I wouldn't, you know, looking back, I don't see that as a failure now. I yep. see that as part of my journey. And if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah. Sorry, say that again. So you, did, you saw it as a failure back then, but not now. But not now. Definitely yeah. not now. And um, if I was to give advice to someone, I'd say be patient, right? Um, 
Uh, I, I was a pain for my managers because every day I would do their heads in, you know, about <laughs> when am I going to do this program? When am I going to be able to do this or that? And, and it's just about, you know, taking, taking your time. Don't set unrealistic um, timeframes because that will not um, help you throughout your journey. It will just kind of be more of a barrier rather than, um, yeah, rather than a, a, a motivation. Very good. So how did you get yourself from that mindset? And I, I've been there, you know, I was a pain for my old managers. How did you get yourself from that mindset of someone who being impatient, just wanting to get to the next step uh, to actually slowing down and grow? Was it someone yeah, that you yeah. worked with that helped you slow down a little bit and be patient? Or was it just something that you heard or something happened that made you just go, aha, this is how I need to be to actually get to where I want to be? Yeah. At that, particular time or moment you don't you you, you no matter what they say to you if you had a mentor or your own, my own manager telling me all these things right um you know it's not about the time frame it's about um what you learn but yeah. that didn't mean anything to me because i had something in my mind <laughs> yeah. i didn't care how you know um what they were telling me it's all about i wanted to be in that time frame um, yep. you, you can't tell, you learn as you go, Isaac, I, I learned as I go. Yep. Um, but you know, looking back, self-reflection is a very, very important tool in leadership. And when, when I self-reflect, so if, if looking back three years, I wouldn't self-reflect, um, every day or weekly, mm. right? Because when you self-reflect, you're taking time to think about, um, for example, how did your day look like, or how did your week? What are some of the things that you achieved in that period of time, or what do you want to do differently? Yeah. What What do you What do you not want to repeat again? Now I do it more often. I do it on a daily basis, mm. right? It could be every three hours. Did I do that right? Did I have the right conversation? Did I um, show empathy to this person, or did Did I approach this situation in in a certain way, or can I do it differently? But before I didn't have that skill to be able to understand it. And it's a skill that you grow as you, as you move in, move along in your journey. Very good. Very good. So, um, so you do a lot of self-reflection during the day. Um, What are, what are some other, like, do you have rituals or habits that you do every day that help you, you know, stay on course, stay balanced and, and maintain a, a good mind, mindset to, to be able to do your job effectively yeah um look you mentioned Simon Sinek right so uh, yeah. I read his books I would listen to um TED talks yeah. um uh, yeah I, I definitely do have a mentor now um okay. you know I, I learned that um as in my journey as well you do need you do need someone um to to be able to kind of bounce off ideas but um learn from them ask them questions um to kind of lead you in the right direction. Mm. Um, and and you, you choose a mentor based on what you want to achieve, right? Um, yes. so the mentor I have is within my my workforce, right? It is, yeah. is in a higher position, is an area manager. Okay. Um, but you, a priest can be your mentor, yes. right? Um, your parents can be your mentors. It's just mm. about how you use people around you, resources around you, how you use... Um, you know, social media, how you use YouTube, how you use LinkedIn these days. LinkedIn is very popular, right? Um, And yeah, it's not just the books these days. There's a lot of things out there that 
that I ensure I tap into to be able to keep up and, and, and have a balance and ensure that I keep myself updated um, as I go. And you exercise daily or regularly? I exercise daily. Yeah, definitely. So F45, I'm, I'm in love with F45. It's, it's amazing. It's a very intense workout, but um, yeah, I, I just forget about everything I switch off. Um, definitely exercise is something that I would say to a lot of people to do, you know, even if you walk. Yep. Important. Sorry, what was that? It just cut out. I said it's important um, emotionally, mentally, and physically as well. Find that balance. Yeah, very good. Um, uh, I was going to say, you've probably already answered this question, but I'd like to ask this to all our guests. Um, knowing what you know now, if you could go back in time and uh, meet your 18-year-old self, <laughs> what would you? Uh, what advice would you have for her? Frozen. I remember. Sorry, it's just frozen. Can you hear me now? Yep, good. Perfect. Um, I'm trying to remember my 18-year-old self. Oh, my God. Um, it's scary. Definitely in school. So, I would, yeah, I would definitely be in school. Yeah. Um, what I would tell her... Um, Sorry. I, I am proud. I, I'm Sorry. proud of. Can you hear me now? Can yeah, you hear sorry. me now? Yeah. Perfect. So looking back at my 18-year-old self, um, I would have definitely, definitely taken more risks and be, and I would have been a lot more social. Myself be a lot more social. Right. Don't just have your own group, your your own friends, right? Because I felt like that's what. Um, allowed me not to grow a lot more skills as a young um as a young um person mm. um like i said it was when i got to uni so i feel like i did that a bit late um yeah. and don't hold back don't be afraid try new things be uncomfortable mm. be uncomfortable. that's what i would tell myself actually isaac be uncomfortable because once you're uncomfortable this is where you learn this is where you get to um, see what you can do as a person. Yeah, be uncomfortable. I'll play a devil's advocate a little bit because <laughs> I think our culture, um, in a lot of ways, uh, I have to say, it teaches us to be comfortable in a lot, lot of times and, and to be safe. Yeah. You know? uh, as much as uh, I love my families and parents and all that stuff, I think it's something that's embedded in our culture and uh, Western society. The thing I love about it, I've I've talked to a lot of my relatives and cousins and I say to them, look, take the best out of both. Take the best out of the Iraqi culture, but also take the best out of the Australian culture. You know, you can, you can blend the two and make, and make a really great person out of yourself. So the, the, the qualities that we have that I cherish is our family values, our spirituality, you know, our togetherness, our community. Um, and the qualities that I, I love about the Western culture that I've, you know, people like Simon Sinek is they teach um, people to get uncomfortable. Do not just, go to uni, get a job and just be like everybody else, do things that scare you a little bit, do things because they're, they're the things that are actually get the most out of you. Now, the things that scare you are usually the things that are, that are they're going to benefit you the most. 
Would you agree? Yeah, with that? you know what? That's that's yeah. I I totally agree. Well, that, that wasn't even a question. I was just I. Yeah, waffling on. <laughs> no, no, I know. <laughs> you know, I I definitely know what you're saying, and um, it takes you a long time once you get to once you get a taste of a bit of both cultures. Um, yep. you don't understand the certain um behaviors or um things that your family does or asks of you. Yeah. But um, you understand the intentions later. Yeah. Um, obviously, they've got good intentions, right? I'll give you a great example. Um, there was a job opportunity when I first started in the bank and it was in the city. And, um, you know, it, it's about a, an hour, um, you know, train ride. Yeah. But, you know, my, my dad would be like, no, you know, it's a bit far. Don't go. Yeah. Take the risk. But, no, I should have gone for it. That would have taught me a lot, you know. There's a high turnover in the city. Yeah. Okay. Grow, um, a lot more and a lot quicker. Yeah. But you know what? I didn't take that opportunity. And it's it's all about looking back. Why why are we doing that? Um when your parents get to do that or when your culture do that, um, I know, I know it's for a good, for a good intention, you know, they want you to kind of say comfortable, like you say. Yeah, yeah. Comfortable like Sometimes um, when, you know, I started as a teller, then you, you, you become an assistant manager and then, and then it would be like more responsibility. It's more headache. And yeah. I'd be like, no, it's not about that. I'm too comfortable now. I need a new challenge, you know? Um, yeah. it's, it's just the way they look at things and the way we look at things. And um, yeah, because they want you to be happy. Why would you want more responsibility, right? <laughs> yeah. It's a headache. So they, they want you to be able to, yeah, not not to not, not deal with that, but um, but it's not about that. You're right, um, and and you know, back to you know, Simon sit, sitting or the Western culture. You're right. They do teach you to be uncomfortable. They teach you a lot, um, around how you can understand yourself and mm. and what you need to do to to grow. Yeah. Mm. Brilliant. Um, we'll probably wrap it up. I think you've given a lot of great tips for especially our youth in terms of you know getting into the workforce and what. Uh, attributes I think uh, people need to adopt especially in the climate that we have um, so I really appreciate your time and, and talking to us about leadership as well uh, before we let you go um, got another question for you uh, since you work in banking uh, what kind of interest rate can you hook me up with in the rest of the church <laughs> I have to uh, everybody because you know what ethnics are like I'm joking. I'm jo yeah, definitely. Answer, <laughs> <laughs> I'll try my best. Just, just get the bishop to give me a call, and I'll try hey, my best. So that's that's <laughs> connection. So if you get, uh, a, I'll try. I'll try. I don't know get if a I connection do anything, from the bishop. I'll try. If you get a connection from the bishop, you get a better rate. I could, I could just feel my uncle's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. Anyone, you know, just reach out to to the bank and get them to review review everything fit, and I'm sure they can help. Okay. <laughs> Uh, that's fantastic. All right. Well, again, uh, um, we'll leave it there. We appreciate your time, Sarah. Like it's been great talking to you. And uh, yeah, we may do this uh, again sometime. And uh, you know, hopefully post COVID, yeah. and we'll we'll uh, we'll uh, talk about this conversation then. Thank you so much. Thanks for the for this opportunity, and all the best. Thank you. Yeah. Good night.